hey, did you, did you uh, watch Rebel Without a Cause? I did. I did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, you uh, you ready to start recording? Honestly, I'd kind of just rather watch some Gargoyles on Disney Plus. Oh, Gargoyles on Disney Plus? Yeah. Oh shit! I do kind of want to watch some Gargoyles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we but should. we probably should record. God, you're tearing me apart. You say one thing, and then he says another, and then everybody changes back again. Gargoyles. <laughs> so we're watching Gargoyles, basically. Yeah, we're watching Gargoyles. Running faster. Impressive man, yeah. And he's got mm-hmm. a nice set of peepers. Yeah, that's what everyone says about <laughs> Tim Lake Nelson. He's got two penises, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. When you think you you you've thought about it, <laughs> like when you look at him, you know there's something about him, and it's that he has two penises. Mm-hmm. I can't say definitively that I haven't. Exactly. Yeah. So you're right. I Sometimes, guess you're right. You know, you meet somebody and you're like, something off about that one, but in a cool way. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel you have twice as much BDE as you should. <laughs> Let me do some quick calculations. It is impossible for you to have this much BDE with only one E. Wait, with only one D. <laughs> What's a penis called? <laughs> BDE Pen- equals penis. MC squared. <laughs> BDE equals MC squared. Is it my cock squared? That's it. That's it. That's it. Einstein's true discovery. Big dick energy equals my cock squared. That's Tim Blake Nelson. TBN equals BDE equals MC squared. Two things that are equal to the same thing are equal to each other. This is a mathematical truth. And his dicks are the same length. So it's just a fact. There you go. Yep. Einstein, he did it. Welcome to Contextual Deviants. My name is Christian Hagen. Each episode, we watch a movie, and then we talk about it through a series of randomly generated critical contexts given to us via our contextual computer. All of which is to say, we talk about movies, but we don't know how we're going to talk about those movies until we're told how to talk about those movies by a robot. Uh, joining me, as always, on my journey of discovery and adventure and and tearing me apart are my dear friends and co-hosts, Mr. Matthew Bond. Hello. And David Gucci. I'm the bad boy. Oh, the bad boy of the show. Duh. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to move because mm, of you. Yeah. Don't call me chicken. Okay. I mean, your name's David. You got, thank you for respecting what I asked you to do, fucking chicken. Oh, the movie oh. we're talking about this time is the oldest film we have covered on this show. This is the, I think, second film we've, third, second or third film that we've covered is that is in the uh, National Library. Uh, is it like the the Disney, Library the, of Congress. The Disney National Vault is what Film you're Registry. About? Yeah, it's in the Disney Vault. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but it's, uh, it's 1955's Rebel Without a Cause. The James Dean vehicle, one of only three starring roles that James Dean ever had before he died, 
yeah. uh, in a car accident at the tragic age of 24, which is a tragic age, as we all know, because <laughs> that's when you can legally rent a car. Um, I thought it was 25. And yeah, it was just, it's 25. <laughs> no, it's tragic because you can't yet, and it's <laughs> yeah, just unbearable. Never got to, it was like, he never got was, to rent a car. Well, and it was dri- a car accident he died <laughs> yeah, in, Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He was driving across cars? the country. He was going to turn 25 on that trip, and he was going to rent a car. Yeah. And then it was, it was a special thing for his well, mate. Would have so made the difference. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why it's tragic. For no other reason. Mm. It's just that he was going to rent a car. Also, honestly, 24 is a good run. Yeah, it's not bad. 24 years is long. Yeah. Time. It's a pretty good show. Uh, and then it, it also starring Natalie Wood, who also died tragically. Oh, uh, really? And, yeah. and mysteriously, actually. Yeah, she's yeah. the one that could have been killed by Christopher Walken, but was probably killed by her husband. Uh, what's his name again? Did he get like Chappaquiddick? Or did she get Chappaquiddick? Like, uh, sort of. Well, it was water-based. Yeah. Ah, so in a way. It was on a boat. There was huh. the three of them on a boat, right? Just the three of them? There wasn't a... I think it, it was, was, or maybe it was like a party on a boat. I thought I can't. Well, it remember. was a small group. I can't remember if it was Christopher Walken, what's his face, and her, or if there was another dude there. But how I many Minnesota Vikings were on this? Boat? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Love Boat scandal. <laughs> no Second time we've referenced that on this show. We're combining Ted Kennedy, the Minnesota Vikings, and Christopher Walken. You heard it here first, everybody. We figured out why three Natalie great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> um, but that was kind of the loose reference in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that they were making with uh, huh. Brad Pitt and his wife and the whole... Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Nobody knows for sure, but people just kind of assume that he murdered his wife. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. Oh. Huh. <gasps> huh. Um, so, cool. so this movie is steeped in tragedy, yeah. mm-hmm. which is appropriate because it is a 1950s melodrama about yes. teens? Teens. And, yeah. and there's multiple deaths that don't seem to make that much of an impact on the people around them. A shockingly small impact, mm. I would say. <laughs> They're really sad for like a minute and then yeah. they like smile a lot yeah. in, in very short yeah. order. And kiss too. And kiss. Yeah. And kiss too. <laughs> kiss um, too, sequel to it, the best band ever. Yeah. So one of the officers said that Plato just hurt another one of the boys in there, right? But it looked like he grabbed his heart when he was shot. That I'm talking about. When yeah, he yeah, shot. yeah. He was wounded, and it even says in it says in the uh, plot synopsis on Wikipedia that he wounded one of the other boys. Okay. But it definitely looks like he murdered yeah. somebody. Yeah, because he like the way he grabs like where because it's an old movie, <laughs> so they don't show bullet wounds right. or anything like that. But he I, grabbed his heart. Like I mean, he they can't make him a villain. What are they gonna do? Have him <laughs> murdering puppies at the beginning of the movie <laughs> yeah. off screen? Yep. Um, Some people just grab their heart when they're surprised. <laughs> I think that's what it was. You know, oh, how could you shoot me? How <laughs> dare you shoot me? Very misleading you know what that would probably be what takes me out like i'll probably get shot but it's like in the shoulder but i have a heart attack and fucking die <laughs> because I mean, you're so scared i'm so scared and unhealthy yes. like, <laughs> i mean shock is a thing yeah. that's that's you, you get shot but then die of like a diabetic coma or something yeah, like for yeah. a very unrelated reason yeah Just like god damn oh, that is a fun way to go out very confusingly yeah. makes so for a good fun. CSI but at least i episode. get to ruin that person's life with yeah. yeah take yeah. that law and order yeah murder rap motherfucker oh <laughs> Um, speak. That's sorry. I was just quoting my favorite Snoop Dogg song. Obviously, <laughs> take, that was a good take Snoop that murder Dogg rap, voice. motherfucker. Um, James Dean stars as Jim Stark, a young teen question mark yeah. who's in high school who definitely looks 
uh, closer to 40. Dawson's Creek style to you. We, when we see him in the beginning, he is drunk mm-hmm. off his ass yeah. and he gets hauled into jail and he is confronted and he's got a dad and mom who are tearing him apart, but mostly <laughs> just by being kind of annoying to each other and like bickering a lot mm-hmm. and it just bugs him and it makes him sad. Clearly, he's got some kind of depression that is uh, un undiagnosed or mm-hmm. some other kind of mental illness because he is all over the goddamn place. Yep. Uh, he just seems just genuinely sad, um, and or generally sad is really what I meant to say. <laughs> and, and genuinely. And then there's Natalie Wood, who's Judy, who her dad is basically slut shaming her at the beginning of the movie, and and she, it's implied that he's like being really terrible to her, and then she like is very clearly and explicitly trying to get his attention and trying to get him to like pay attention to her kind of in a way yeah. that is not super comforting to me as an audience yeah. member. <laughs> well, and I also wonder if she wasn't being fully truthful in that interrogation scene and it was actually her mom that smeared the lips the lipstick off her and stuff. Oh yeah. That's because she would seem way more terrified her mom was picking her up mm-hmm. than her dad. Yeah. It's an interesting so, subtext to get into. Yeah. I, okay, here's here's what I'm thinking. Honestly, okay. after the events of the rest of the movie, I think that it is potential that the screenwriters were implying that that opening scene was her trying to get her dad in trouble as a way to like get him to pay attention to her by making up a story of him like hurting her in some way. And then when they won't call her dad in, she gets really pissed about it. And I think that they're meant to be implying that like she's maybe making something up, and mm. I don't love that no. at all. No, no. Um, so that's fucking weird. And then there's a little a little boy who I can't remember his real name, but everyone calls him Plato. John, I believe is his yeah, real name, John, yeah. which is pretty cool. And he's supposedly the same age as James Dean, but no, goes to the same high school at least. Yeah, goes to yeah the he same was high the school. one that I was like, "You are in high school." Yep. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yep. Yeah, sure. you're probably 18 or something. But also, like, I don't know if you guys have looked at yearbooks from that time. Like, <laughs> kids just genuinely looked like 10 years older. Yeah. In high <laughs> well, it didn't help that they were like all wearing suits. Yeah, they were yeah, all wearing coats weird. and coats yeah. and button up shirts, buttoned to the neck. Mm-hmm. Some of them were wearing ties, and it's just like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? 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 Yeah. Uh, and then there's just like a whole bunch of sad stuff. There's a chicky. There's a chicky run. Chicky run. Mm. Classic chicky run. <clears throat> Classic chicky run. And a kid dies, and people are like upset for like a minute, and then they kind of just don't. Yeah. Like, it, the it, boy's it, girlfriend Natalie Wood starts falling for James Dean, who is it's semi responsible for her boyfriend's death, only by. Yeah, he's not going really. along with it. Right. Yeah, it but was I, her boyfriend's I don't know if the same idea. night as that happens, she's going to be like, I'm actually no. falling in love with this other guy. Yeah. It was the same night. Yeah, it this all happens yeah. in one day. In a day, day and a yeah. half. This yeah. is pretty wild. Yeah, there's yeah. a knife fight. Oh, there's uh, so much. Then there's like, there's like a, an abandoned mansion thing. Yeah. Uh, James Dean strangles his dad, who... He, I mean, not to death, to be fair. No, and he yeah. berates his dad for like wearing an apron and yeah, being really tough. too submissive his to dad is his nice. to James Dean's mom. Yeah, yeah. seriously, team apron dad. Yeah. That's yeah. where I'm at in this movie. Come on. It's kind of fucked up. But like he looked nice in that apron. Yeah. Uh, it's a classic film. <laughs> 
It's in the Library of Congress. I guess it is. Yeah, James Dean received received the first ever <laughs> posthumous <laughs> Academy Award nomination. Yeah, James Dean something. is has the fewest film credits of any actor on AFI's uh, hundred best actors list. Uh, that at makes sense. Three. Yeah. Um, wow. Which is and he's number eighteen, I believe, what? on the list of men. Yeah. Ooh, it's I, uh, pretty wild. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Uh, that's the film we're talking about. It's currently streaming on Netflix, but it's also, it's been around forever. You can find yeah. it probably just- Every library has a copy, I'm Every sure. library. The Library Including, of Congress? Exactly. Sure. <laughs> just go to Congress and be just, like, excuse me, pardon me, may I interrupt? I'd like to watch Rebel Without a Cause, please. Could you display that instead I, of your presentation? That's that's how that's how the Library of Congress right? works. Am I wrong? Uh, yes. <laughs> ah, again. As yeah. someone here who has a Library of Congress card- uh, I, I do, and it's it's grim. <laughs> That's my favorite brag, because <laughs> it really like it's at first it's like oh cool, and then it's like wait a minute, <laughs> That's extremely lame, <laughs> and it's my favorite. Oh, I've I shown you go. a picture we from go? that though, right? That's the one where so. I'm wearing like a red shirt, and Ooh. it's in this super washed out light. <laughs> oh no, the office is super hot. They have me sit down, and like before even telling me like okay, we're gonna take this picture, he just fucking takes the picture, <laughs> and so I'm like full on frowning in these hot white lights with Amazing. a bright red shirt and it all gets oh washed out and it comes to me and it looks like a fucking mug shot it yes. looks more like a mug shot than any other photo of me that has ever <laughs> existed and that is the card that i use to get into the library of congress if i that's want great. to go in i think that's very appropriate and cool so cool i'm proud of you thanks <laughs> thank you oh uh for anybody who like has studied this film and the time that it came out and everything we didn't do any of that research so <laughs> bear with us when we talk about Forgive this movie because exactly. we don't we didn't actually dive into the context yeah. of the time that this movie was released so we don't we're probably not going to appreciate certain nuances as much as people who have done that nope. that's right have. and context yeah that's very important because context on this show is the most it's in the name yep and so if somehow a time period context comes up and we haven't done the research whoops <laughs> but uh that seems unlikely as yeah, i don't well just just know. in our general terms of how we've kind of landed on the movie i mm -hmm. think is pretty indicative to the fact that we haven't really taken in the all the necessary things that you need to take in to right. understand this movie. It's yeah. a bit confusing, yeah. but we've uh, all watched it in the last day. So yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> we're very we're very fresh on it. So you guys want to get into the context? Let's do it. Let's do the show. If a character got a spinoff, which would it be, and what would it be like? If a character got a spinoff, which would it be, and what would it be like? The police officer he always wants to talk to is Ray, right? Ray, Ray is the juvie guy. Yeah, his last yeah. name is though because he says that a few times. Uh, yeah. Lamontagne, I believe. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Ray Lamontagne. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "This kid's in trouble, trouble, trouble." It's Ray. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Ray from Star Wars. <laughs> Ray from Star Wars. From Star Wars. Hello, my name is Ray from Star Wars. From Star Wars. <laughs> Frumster Wars <laughs> is an interesting yeah. reality show. Frumster Wars, Frumster sequel to Dumpster Wars, it's sequel who, to Storage Wars. It's who can who can dress in the most frumpy fashion possible. <laughs> That's a real Frumster if I've ever Frumster seen. Frumster Wars. <laughs> Frumster is about as mean of a thing as you can call a person. Oh, I don't know about that. There's the N word. <laughs> Welcome to Contextual Deviants. <laughs> uh, Ray, the juvie officer. 
Yeah, that'd be I'd, fun. I'd actually, he, yeah, that'd be good. He seemed like a genuinely good guy. Mm-hmm. Like he tried to, he was listening to the kids. So it was the other officers that kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It seems oh, like ab- he's like uh, trying to yeah. intervene on behalf of the kids. Yes. Yeah, like and he cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's like, like recommending therapy. Yeah, uh, I mean, which at the time maybe wouldn't mean the same thing that it meant now, right? Because it was the fifties. On a head shrinker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like he was going out of his way to like connect with. Yeah. Jim and with John. Well, there's that like, could you just leave me alone? He's like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I can't. like, like yeah. I care. Yeah, He's like, hey, do you want to like beat a... up my desk? Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, like that. hit it. It's interesting. Hit the desk. That, yeah, he would be a super interesting character to follow, just on a series of adventures of him helping mm-hmm. troubled teens. Yeah, yeah I'd watch I that series. Played by Stanley Tucci. It's rebooted yeah. now. Yes. <laughs> it's a spinoff, but like now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and the Tooch gets to be him. Finally. Just, it could be a series. You could yeah, just take it. Could a, totally be a that series. That could be like like a Law and Order style. That could, that's the kind of show that could be on forever. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. called Tooch apostrophe n apostrophe teens. Tooch and teens. Tooch and teens. Tooch and teens. How to tooch. How to booty tooch. Booty tooch. Teach me how to tooch. Booty tooch and teens. Booty tooch and teens. Oh, no. Tooch teach and teens is probably the best way to do it. Yeah, you I like the word booty being in there, too, even though that completely changes the tone of tooch teach and teens. Booty tooch teach and teens. So I like that. I think he had maybe the most earnest character in the movie. Yeah, honestly, if that character had been in more of this film, I think, I think it would have been a little bit clearer as to sort of the mindset of some of these characters because it's a little hard to track yep. exactly what Jim's problems are. They're kind of vague. Uh, and he, we almost got there in that scene where he was drunk and alone with this guy. Yeah. And like maybe if he was alone with this guy and sober, we could get an even <laughs> right. clearer yeah. understanding of exactly what it is that's messing him up. And Mm -hmm. that could have probably yielded some interesting results. But alas, that is not this film. It could be another film, however. What about, okay, there were the three, like, Buzz's best buds. Buzz buds. There was Goon. Goon, Crunch, and Crunch. There was another one. And Dennis Hopper. No, he was Goon. He was Goon. It was Crunch and Moose. Moose, thank you. Yes. Because I remember they they all had awesome ass names. And I was like, hell yeah, Goon, Crunch, and Moose. I want a like Night at the Roxbury-esque spinoff (laughs) about those three just going on the town, getting kicks, as they say in this movie a lot. (laughs) A lot. Like they ask them. What's kicks tonight? Wait, what are the kicks tonight? Like what's kicks tonight? I just love that. Oh, it's, you know, it's kicks. It's it's just for kicks. We're doing a cheeky run. Yeah, we're doing a cheeky run for kicks. We're doing a cheeky run for kicks. It's, you gotta do something. You gotta gotta do something. (laughs) I love how they were just like, listen, I don't fucking know. I even like you. You just gotta do something. Like the nihilism of these cool kids was pretty interesting. And I think I would like to see that on display. Buzz and the Buzz and the Chicky Gang, <laughs> or uh, yeah, you know, like, that kind of thing. It's, it's like the movie is kind of like sort of tiptoeing around this idea of like sincerity is okay, but yeah. then so many of the characters who are like the most sincere end up having the most fucked up things happen to them. Like, yeah. like it is impossible to say that Plato is insincere. He is like yeah, the most sincere, sincere. Mm-hmm. and like. Jim's dad is very sincere. You know, he's not like fucking around. He's just like not very sure of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but, and both of those characters are sort of vilified, but like not. They're like both have tragic sort of things going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But also, like, 
his dad also isn't perfect in that he also doesn't want consequences for his son. Right. Um, and always says like, hey, always run away from these things and like <laughs> yeah. don't accept responsibility <laughs> right. yeah. because boys will be boys was kind of his attitude for a mm. lot of it too. Yeah. Um, but also- Nobody his, was great. <laughs> it's weird. It's like boys will be boys, but also what boys can be can be different. He's like yeah. the one who's like kind of challenging the tos- toxic masculinity while also feeding it. Yeah. And Judy was too, to be fair. Oh, Judy definitely was yeah, too. To be yeah. fair. She like says it. <laughs> She's like, men can be gentle and sweet too. Please- yeah, please, <laughs> please, please, please give me that. Please be yeah. that. Oh my God, please be that. <laughs> um, which is also weird. So, how do we work those themes into a spinoff? Like, uh, what? How can we spin this movie? Up? Because I think part of the frustration that I have with this movie is that it started talking about those things and it didn't. So, here. what if we could take that theme and that character is the theme is the spinoff? <laughs> like, how do we do that? Here's what it is. Here's what I'm it is. Very actually interested to see how okay. this would go. Yes, please. Buzz. Buzz as a ghost. Yeah, Buzz okay, yeah, <laughs> fucking dies. Oh. He he beefs it. Yep. He eats it off the cliff. His chicky run goes chicky boom. Yeah, it is a disaster. <laughs> and he rises from the grave as a ghost, mm-hmm. and he tracks what happens after that. Nice. And then he tracks what happens to all the men in this town, all yep. of his friends, all the all their parents, all their fathers, all the cops. They all he, keep beefing it on chicky runs. <laughs> Like no, one like, after another. He just like he keeps seeing the sort of like cycles and, and he gets mm, stuck. Mm, mm, oh, mm. no. I take oh, it back. Okay. He's stuck Rook. near that bluff yeah. where teens go every year and do different uh, and dumb shit. Yeah. Uh, and he is forced to basically watch over and over as teens oh. keep making the same mistakes for oh. decades. I'm this... talking like this is a spinoff that keeps going. And at a certain point, he realizes that it's all. It's all a, a, a cultural construct that yeah. isn't healthy. It's not worth it. And it's not Why worth posture? It? Why have this all, this all this machismo? And it doesn't even really make any sense. And it's just, no, but it's, it's also something that keeps game. getting passed down from generation to generation is like these sorts of attitudes. You can play basketball. Like, you don't have to do a chicky run. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, it's not that hard to come and up with a different game. And so I think it'd be interesting to have the ghost of the most toxic masculine character mm-hmm. in the film tracking the masculinity of the teens throughout in that town throughout history, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess the town would be LA, uh, cause the Griffith observatory is there, but, um, the small town LA, small town LA. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you also get to see the evolution of Los Angeles as a city, which would be, be kind of cool. interesting. It'd be an interesting piece. Yeah. Yeah. Like it takes place over, you know, hundreds maybe of years or uh, at I'm least thinking, dozens. I'm you thinking, thinking like, I'm thinking maybe like the current if, day. I, maybe it catches up to current day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Especially if you made it I mean, now. that's that's sixty years. That's mm. that's a lot of change. That's a lot. That's a lot, to, of lot to talk yeah, about. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you could make like a jump every ten years too. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, be kind of yeah. a fun survey of both the changes in LA and the changes in like how culture views masculinity with Buzz as a lens. Or maybe at some point they're like going to be developing something on that spot on that bluff, mm. um, some kind of building or or whatever. Um. Maybe it's like an apartment building or something. Mm. Like, sure. Well, it's kind of by the by yeah. the ocean. I don't think they yeah. would do that. No, I don't think so either. Um, but they, you know, something's going there, and it sort of becomes um, maybe almost kind of a nostalgia piece about what we're leaving behind, but also at the same time examining what failed his generation and him specifically, mm. and how things can get better. So it's like about progress and also nostalgia at the same time. So it's a little Ooh. conflicting. But then again, so is the movie it's being spun off from. Hey. So, or maybe uh, 
Jim Stark's uh, nephew, Tony, builds a house Ooh, on that bluff. <laughs> I like that. And mm, then okay, okay. becomes Iron Man. <laughs> and then that's the spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait yeah. A so hang on a second. So yeah. make Iron Man into a spinoff of Rebel yep. Without a Cause. Yep. Yeah. Is and there it's a called chance... Rebel with a Cause and a lot of money. <laughs> is there a chance? There is a non-zero chance that the bluff that he builds his house on in the Marvel movies is that bluff, or at least meant to be. Sure. Right? As like a nod yeah. to this movie. Yeah. There's Ooh. so many. Yeah. That's not impossible oh, at all. This no, movie it's is not very impossible. ingrained in our culture. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There were a lot of lines from this movie that I recognized from other movies mm-hmm. that I was like. Oh, that was a parody of that line. Most notably, like, the room. Yep. God. Yeah. <laughs> You're tearing me apart. Or uh, Dave and I were discussing before he came in here. Uh, Nelson wants going. Well, I nuke something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it could be. Could I, definitely be. I would be very surprised amazing. if it wasn't. Yep. There's a line in Fantastic Mr. Fox where uh, someone I don't remember who. Oh, it's Badger who is complaining that two people are arguing. And he says, "You say one thing, she says another, and then it just changes back again." Which is a line <laughs> that, from yes, the yeah. opening scene of this movie, uh, and I was yes. like, "Holy that's shit!" Interesting. Oh my, oh my god! god. That's right. Yeah, it's it's real weird huh. that like I just see these artifacts of like seeing this movie much later than I should have, or I eh, should have is the wrong word. Could you should have? Yeah, should have. Your cousin saw this movie. <laughs> Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> It's that character. I don't remember what their name is. I don't either. Let's say Franos. Franos? it's kind of like a nanny voice. Anyway, what else are we talking about on this context? Uh, do we have any other spinoffs in mind? Hmm. Judy would be kind of cool if it was a prequel. Or like just Buzz and the gang as like a greaser thing. Like, I would like, like to see, I mean, business. obviously a female spinoff of this. Yeah. A feminist lens through which to view this movie mm-hmm. would be fascinating. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there's a lot to talk about right there really um so a spinoff from judy's perspective or one of the other young women in that group um who sort of like sees what's happening maybe maybe it's one of the young women and the problem is is i don't know what names if any of those characters had yeah i don't they certainly weren't speaking roles for the most part right one of them sees what happens to buzz sees this whole thing go down then sees her getting with jim yeah very quickly afterwards like the same day and the and then like the thing with Plato getting shot by the police and like Yikes. you know it's all very intense but people kind of move on in a very weirdly quick way mm-hmm. and maybe she just doesn't and she starts to realize yeah. like all of these people are fucking insane <laughs> yeah and at that point it's almost a horror movie because mm. this movie is filled with sociopaths. It's like the number 23. Yeah. Where like yes. nobody <laughs> believes her like everybody's just acting weird and she's like I'm the only one who's not crazy but it's true. Yep. And it's about society. Yeah. Society. That's a fun idea actually. Maybe. No, I think that could be cool. Yeah. It like the idea of a person running around pointing at everyone saying you're all doing weird stuff and everybody saying no, you're just freaking out is a classic like young adult coming of age mm-hmm. sort of movie like that could work yeah and you could extrapolate that into any sort of fantastical elements of or if you wanted to keep it sort of like grounded mm-hmm. it could be i mean sort of like just redoing this movie shot for shot but having at least having one character from the year 2019 who's just <laughs> trapped in it mm-hmm. who has to like go through it and can't affect anything yeah. nothing oh can God. change about it everything oh. else is exactly the same except for this one person who is just forced to go through the whole experience and it's called okay boomer <laughs> oh no boomer without a cause <laughs> oh that's really good exactly boomer without a cause that would be 
that would be fascinating. Yeah. Like, how do you afford this house? Um, <laughs> why do you? How can you keep moving so right. much? Yeah, you can just up and move. How do you do that? Yeah. How do you? How do you have a car? Right. Yeah, even have a car. Yikes. Yikes. Mm, yikes. Yikes. Well, that was a fun medley. Another context? Yeah. yeah. Yay. Superlatives, who won, who lost, and why? Superlatives, who okay. won, who lost, and why? <sighs> it's a classic. Uh, most cold goes to Plato. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's dead. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Cold ass dead body. Cold ass dead body. Icy. Icy. That'd be pretty cold to kill a bunch of puppies, too. Yeah. yeah no We kidding. haven't even talked about that part of it. Most really. sociopathic. Most uh, kill count goes to Plato. <laughs> His introduction in this movie is them being like, so why did you kill all those puppies? It was puppies? pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, like okay, hold on, What the fuck movie? is going like, on? Well, because up to that point, he's not saying anything. He looks like yeah. a scared kid that's shivering and stuff. And then first thing you hear about him, where you're like, man, I feel bad for this kid. Like, hey, yeah. why'd you kill puppies? Like, fuck this kid. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Here's my theory. He didn't, and they've just been trying to frame someone for killing a bunch of puppies, and they're just interrogating every oh, kid. No. And they're like, we got to get a confession from somebody. It's like, <laughs> hey, he looks you vague, vaguely ethnic. Let's yeah. pin it on him. Yeah, that's a puppy killer if I've ever seen one. <laughs> just like sort of interjecting it, like asking a bunch of harmless questions and then throwing that in there as a surprise to like prompt honesty. Classic interrogation technique. Classic. Mm. That's that's what I learned from L.A. Noir. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Is this person lying? Did they kill those puppies? Yeah. Did they <laughs> kill those puppies? There's always a button for it. Jacques. 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 A rousing game of Jacques. So I think that he wins most kills. I think God. he got the most kills. So in a way, <laughs> he won. I mean, in a way, most kills on screen is whoever that cop was. Oh, that's true. That she got one. I mean, it was like right? one shot that took him down, I thought. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Accuracy, 100%. That cop. Uh, the loser of his accuracy. KD is super his high. KD is, his KD is, is perfect. <laughs> and and John's KD, probably middle of the road because he did kill those puppies, but he missed that cop when he shot that cop. Yeah, true. And he missed Jim when he shot Jim. But he did hit that kid. The cop kid. that he, shot. He hit that other guy, but he didn't kill him. Yeah. yeah. Kill him. So, so he, the KD wins and losers. This is important. The KD <laughs> wins and losers. The accuracy. Which, which of course, accuracy for those of you that don't play Call of Duty or another video game like that, means kill to death ratio. Your KD ratio. It's a, a way to say how good you are at a video game. Which doesn't translate uh, to real life at all because no, because it's always going to be something to yeah. either zero to or zero one. Or one. <laughs> but the ratio can still be better or worse. So it translates a little. True. Uh, th- that cop shot a few shots into the air, which definitely brings down Assuming it was the same cop. Let's assume. Okay. I mean, all cops look the same to me. So That's know. true. All cops are that cop. Yeah. Mm, yeah I think that, so. That's what that expression is. <laughs> yes, all cops. Um, are that cop are that cop <laughs> yes all cops are that cop so let's <laughs> let's see what? anything besides kill death ratio oh, I feel like boy. that kind of covers <laughs> it like, that's I don't what feel this like whole movie is there's really the, not a lot else there the context? oh yeah superlatives <laughs> superlatives uh, let's I mean let's just quick go through we gotta do the big we ones. gotta do the classics like hair best hair who's best hair Best. Jim Dean, honestly, Jim has Dean really has good yeah, hair. Dope hair. Yeah, Jim's uh, hair is awesome. I really like Judy's hair. In this I do too. Movie. I, yeah, too. I, th- I it, thought, yeah. It had notes of like a modern undercut at times. Mm. Like the sides are a little shorter or pulled back probably because it was actually kind of like curly. But her hair rules. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. very cool. I'd say worst hair would either be her dad 
yeah. or that cop who in- intervenes with like the, the the juvie cop yeah uh ray whatever his name is because he's just sort of balding but yeah. so if we yeah. if we count that sure but otherwise i feel like and this is maybe just my memory <laughs> but i feel like her dad had like a weird sort of kind of like almost silver spiky thing going on that wasn't <laughs> intentional but it just kind of was uh. the way the light was hitting it it mm. just didn't look great yeah it didn't look great yeah he was also too tall. Yeah, yeah, too tall. But most of the most of the characters in this movie have okay hair or mm-hmm. good hair. Yeah, like yeah. most of the teens looking good. Yeah, looking yeah. pretty good. Yeah, M- definitely. Uh, <laughs> Goon, Moose, and Crunch looked like just classic. Want to say? Want to say like a tie for best name? Goon, Goon, Moose, and Crunch. <laughs> Crunch is the best one out of those uh, three. Yeah, Come Crunch on, is the best. Yeah, Crunch right. is so Crunch good. Wins best name. Crunch, um, Buzz, Moose. I almost said juice. <laughs> juice. I can't remember. Who What's knows? Goon. Maybe there's a juice in there. Goon, Buzz, Crunch, and Moose. Yeah, or that's goon, so good. Moose. Goon, Crunch, and Moose. The three snap, crackle, and moose. snap, crackle, pop, Goon, Crunch, Moose. Mm-hmm. It feels like dangerous to say. Like I'm going to slip up and like combine these yeah, into a word be, I'm not yeah, supposed to gotta say. you got to be real careful. It's, uh, I'm walking on thin ice. Worst hair, yes. Now best dressed. Of course, mm. Mm, best dress again. James Dean's up there. That James jacket Dean's is real there. nice. That red is just ba bam. Mm-hmm. But I, Judy, I think outdresses him. I think yeah. Judy was pretty fashionable the whole time, especially in the opening scene. Yeah, cool oh, jacket. She great in that cool scene. Cool jacket. Very cool. Yep, um, long skirt and a long jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like. Once said. I yeah. kind of like Plato's suit that he was wearing when they yeah? went to the planetarium. Yeah, was he, was wearing, cl- he was wearing a suit. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, some of the some of this just kind of blends together. It's yeah. a hard movie to track. I don't know that apron though. <laughs> that apron, oh true, yeah. true. Best like suit apron? choice. That was like everybody else was within the you know the script that they were supposed to have. But then, dad, apron mm-hmm. dad, out of nowhere, looking good in an apron. I got on my suit and prong. 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 <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I Apostrophe think prawn. <laughs> I took and that's prawn. what was tripping me up. Yeah, I got it though. And I got prawn. there. I think that's I was thinking like we does he did he have prawn. prawns? I don't remember. Prawns? Huh? Maybe yeah, that was a, on the tray that he prawn. dropped. Could have been my prun. My prun. Because <laughs> it's like apron. Prin. My prin. My prin. <laughs> my prin. prin. Yeah, it's hard to abbreviate the word apron, but yes, I think prawn is not a bad one. <laughs> Prawn's pretty great. Prawn. So I think my nomination is him because he's he's making choices. He's making Push, it's doing something. Pushing different. the fashion envelope. Some and color. That's what I'm all about. Yeah, it's so true. You gotta you gotta bring something new. You love pushing envelopes. We know that people can wear suits. We know that people can wear dresses. Can anyone wear a prawn? Is my question. And over the answer a suit is too. Dad. Over a suit. Yeah. Over a suit. Prawn he over a suit. He takes one thing, he spins it another way, and then it all comes back again. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> fashion. <laughs> Miracle with like daisies or yeah, some it was, kind it of was a, some floral thing. Yeah. So good, um, truly. Maybe the only real fashion choice in this movie. But otherwise, Maybe, everybody yeah. else is just like buying into the posture of what they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boring. Mm-hmm. And Judy's coat is pretty cool, to yeah. be fair. Judy's coat, but otherwise, like I was trying to think of some way we could incorporate the knives into this context mm-hmm. because Best like stab mm-hmm. the tire. 
was a good stab. It was, good. It was the and only the, real the, stab. Oh, the rest the were build up to that stab too. Oh, it just had me <laughs> edging. <laughs> he was like, everybody just kind of slowly starts sat at, sitting on his car and like kind of looking at him, making eyes. And yeah, I was they like, are they going to start breaking stuff on the car? The I did, for a while I didn't really realize that it was his car. I wasn't tracking that scene. Because well, one well. of them said like, <laughs> "That's his car." Yeah. yeah. But it also sounded like. <laughs> It was like so off screen yeah. and like so in incongruous to whatever was going on because I don't <laughs> think it even showed that the car was there. No, that's the thing is it was not very clear. No, and then I finally got it when they started like teasing the wheel with the knife. They were mm, tickling teasing that wheel, tickling the wheel, <laughs> as they say, tickling the wheel. Mm-hmm-hmm. We don't pay you to go out there tickling <laughs> the wheel. That's <laughs> my Randy Quaid and oh, yeah. Brokeback Mountain joke for the day. Mm. Oh, um, Randy. And Randy so Quaid I think, yeah, woof, yeah, he's the yeah. he's the he was the, that horse. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy who sends them up to the mountain the first yeah, time. That's right. Y'all boys get up there and fuck now. You hear? <laughs> that was a Randy Quaid Watch line from Independence Day. That's what he said when he went in that aliens. Butthole. Y'all get up there and fuck now. You hear? <laughs> Honestly, he could have said that to those aliens. It was the only fuck allowed in that movie. Yeah, and Randy got it. Randy mm-hmm. got it. What did he say? He said. Did he say fuck in that movie no, though? No, Someone I don't think did. I don't think anybody did. Are you sure? I'm pretty I think sure. That's before like every PG-13 movie felt they had to use the one f bomb. Yep. What did he say in when he went into the alien's butthole? Hello, boys. I'm back. Oh, because he swears in that movie. Because I remember feeling uncomfortable watching that movie with my parents because he swore. Mm, something about. I ass. remember thinking. Yeah. I, I remember feeling uncomfortable watching it with my parents because of all those tentacles. I remember feeling uncomfortable watching it with my parents yeah, because I, I had a jerk in it. You were jerking it. Yeah, I was like eight. <sighs> <laughs> it was your first jerk. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> for when I came, when Will Smith said, Welcome to Earth, I'm sorry for when that happened. I'm so sorry, Mom. Oh, uh, wow. that's horrible. That's yeah, that really was terrible. a little weird. We went to some territory feel, there, just I like th- the aliens in Independence Day. Yeah, they went to a lot of territory. Mm. Um, Here's one. Yeah. Best ADR. Okay, Ooh. there was a lot of that in this Because there was a lot. Yeah. And I have a nomination. Yes. <laughs> when they go into the Castle House Mansion thing, and they're yep. pretending to be buyers, and they're like, oh, hey, uh, you know, what do you think? You want to rent? You want to, yeah. How much is it a month? And he's like, it's uh, $3 million a month. And then James Dean, Jim, turns to Judy and says, what yeah. like that but his mouth barely opens yeah <laughs> like, yep. i did his catch mouth that. is just like meh. like maybe a what a half inch open you cannot say what <laughs> in the way that he like completely yeah. went wild about it it might not have even been james dean maybe it was someone else in the studio going i don't know we gotta punch this one up <laughs> but it was that so was, goofy that was, was my favorite line read though so so like, i think that scene was maybe my favorite in it was the movie because really yeah. the three of them felt kind of loose they felt like yeah. they were actually like getting into it yep uh, yeah, I, I felt there was chemistry. That scene, that scene alone, was, I think, had the most ADR. Because there's moments yeah. where, oh my god, uh, where uh, Plato like is speaking, but his mouth is not moving. Oh yeah, it's not at all. Like, not yeah. a, it I was hard it to was, tell who was talking sometimes. Yeah. Actually, I wonder if it was like either a combination of the house itself was too echoey mm-hmm. uh, to get good audio, yeah. get auto, get good audio, good well, auto. The bus driver from the Simpsons. Exactly, they needed more auto from the Simpsons. Um, uh, and or there wasn't actually that much dialogue in there and the studio was like the producers were like this is boring a lot <laughs> so maybe you do uh. something 
for the audience. I agree, though. That scene was easily like if it was just a movie about those three kind of breakfast clubbing around. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ten out of ten. Because that scene had a lot. That scene and like the scenes in the pool and the scene where they lay down and then he's sleepy. It's great. Yeah. Mismatched socks. Honestly, a lot of that's really charming and kind of sharply written. Like, yeah. yeah cool. it's especially like when those three characters like all just met each other that day or overnight yeah. the night before. Like, Yeah. Very much a chosen family of like yeah. we're all misfits and we're like <laughs> invading this weird house together yeah. with a candelabra. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> it was good. It was really good. Um, so that's my nomination for best ADR. That's good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's good. Um, I don't know if I have another one that could top that. Well, then it wins. Yeah, yeah. it wins. Congratulations. <laughs> I was I was trying to think of like, okay, so like what's like the, I was trying to think of like a way to, honestly, how about this? Mm, ready. Worst Ooh. philosophical oh. speech oh. goes to the planetarium guy <laughs> who ends his whole presentation on the stars with just, so oh. eventually uh, everything's going to be dead. The <gasps> universe doesn't dude. give a shit about Earth. <laughs> Earth doesn't give a shit about humans. Can Whatever we do doesn't matter. And someday we'll all be dead and nothing will exist. Have a good day. <laughs> can, I, can I nominate my <sighs> nomination for best philosophical speech? Yeah. Uh, the guy giving the planetarium presentation. <laughs> that t- <laughs> if only you could say every word that Christian yep. just said. Because that ruled yeah. <laughs> in like the wildest way. Yeah. Like, first of all, no, that's not happening in high school ever. Nowhere. <laughs> no one has that as know. a science class. What? I don't know. Well, it was an independent planetarium, so... Like, oh, it may have been a field trip. Yeah, it was Even a, so yeah, off it was the field trip. rails. Like, that person would have gotten pulled by the science police midway through that speech. Like, well, these are kids. Well, yeah, Get that's the thing. Is it's like, it's so heavy and nihilistic, yeah. and there isn't an uplifting moment Or even facts. He's just being like, I don't know, there's Orion, and we're all gonna die. <laughs> like, I mean, you're not well, teaching he's not, us anything. He's not he's wrong. Not, nothing no, he says not is wrong. wrong. No, absolutely. It's like, the Earth will one day go away, and it's yeah. not gonna matter anything in the course of the universe. <laughs> yeah, like, it was pretty exactly. Yeah, it, I liked it. Yeah. It was kind of cool. It was interesting. It yeah. was interesting that a movie in 1955 had a scene where yeah. he's saying that that's and nobody deep like nihilism yeah and nobody like outwardly goes that's fucked mm-hmm. right like, i yeah. guess the the well, closest is that plato like hides from he like, was behind scared the chair. That's, he was that's very scared. scared and also uh the kids fighting there was that guy that works at the planetarium going like hey those are the kids listening to your presentation so maybe like that was him implying like yeah. They're doing this because you said nothing matters. Right. <laughs> that, that would actually make a lot of sense. I, I love that. Because that line like was fault, really dude. weird. Yeah. Oh. The, the, there's your audience. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's oh, what that was. Yeah. Oh my God. That, makes that sense. kind of is amazing. <laughs> I love that line. That's good. <gasps> At least that read of that line. Yeah. Like, I assume that's what it just is. Just like, I feel like any <laughs> anyone who's teaching kids about science has to, if you're going to do the whole everyone's going to die and nothing matters thing, have like a little bit at the end yeah. that teaches like, but it does matter right now. Yeah. It, yeah. But you now gotta. matters to us. So yeah. yeah. That guy exactly. was just probably having a real bad day and he was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. A lot of <laughs> I'm switches. Gonna te- I'm going to teach these kids about switches. A lot of switches, a lot of dials, very intricate. Mm. 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 So mm. intricate. So he's winner uh, and loser. He's both winner and loser. Yeah, I would say. Actually, that's very <laughs> true. I would say, uh, jumping off of that scene specifically, uh, best joke and worst joke in this movie. 
Okay. Go to is it crab? I'm a crab. I'm a crab. <laughs> pinch. Oh my god. That, like oh. pinch, pinch. I'm a crab. Uh, that was just and then James like Dean. Thawing. Oh. And then James Dean's classic move. Classic. <laughs> which I'm like, you motherfuckers laughed at the crab thing, but not yeah. that move. Like, give this man his dues because that at least had a layer of subtlety. You just went. He said crab. I said crab. Laugh now. That's yeah. not a joke. That's not you how joke. Asshole. Yeah. Be- Kick him out of school. But Fuck he's him. but he's the head guy. Nobody can be fun. He here, is so. the head guy. It's true. Buzz Buzz. I'm buzz, a crab. Buzz, yeah. That buzz, was his catchphrase. Maybe that's why it was funny <laughs> because Buzz Buzz. I'm a crab was his catchphrase. Yeah, it was already mm-hmm. known. I think mm-hmm. it might have. That was known information to them, and that was a subtext that we missed it because we didn't do research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's our fault. The ca- <laughs> if we had us, done the yeah. research of the time period of 1955, we would have known that that character's catchphrase yeah. is Buzz Buzz. <laughs> we, 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 we would have read the companion novel and we would have known <laughs> that Buzz Buzz is a major theme yeah. in the Rebel Without a Cause book. 500-page book. book by Stephen King. <laughs> At the time, what, 10 years old? Honestly, if you told me that this was like based on a short story by um uh no uh jd salinger i would not 100 percent. yeah Yeah. no it's got catcher in the rye and uh not only that but also what's the what's the other one frankie and zoe fuck well yes but there's another author that specifically would also write like this i mean uh oh geez steinbeck too a little bit Mm -hmm. but more salinger for sure it it is completely dry nihilistic teens being mean to people like right yeah it is also very just like the dialogue era. is so weird sometimes. It is weird. Like sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, this is fun, this is peppy, and then like James Dean will have a monologue where I'm like, where is this coming from? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When did this happen? And everyone's kind of mad at each other for reasons they don't explain, and uh, people get shot. Yeah. It's like Salinger for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like the screenwriter for this movie was probably J.D. Salinger. Oh, man. When was Catch from the Rye published? Uh, 1902. Ten, uh, don't 19... look it up. 48? <laughs> is a guess that I am making. That's, that's not bad. Are we Price is Right releasing this? Because I'm going with 1943. Okay. No, 1952. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. All right. I'm sticking to 48. Okay. He's going 52. Nice. We're Price is Writing this. Okay. We don't that to, goes to... Wait, you said 48. You said yeah. 52. It goes to Christian. It's July 16th, 1951. Oh! Shit. So I was closer, but Price is Right, you Price win. is Right. Hey. Oh, man. Nice job. Well, I'm glad that we surrounded it yeah we closed in on both sides of the date we squeezed in on catcher in the rye (laughs) in a pincer formation yes military tactics is our specialty on this podcast (laughs) Uh, let's do another context wait we can't because i have a nomination for a previous category that oh okay you nominated best or worst philosophical speech. Mm-hmm. And I have a uh, contender. Ooh. I believe that there is a two-line, two-word philosophical speech in this movie that is the best and the worst as well. And it is uttered by Judy. When Jim asks, do you live in that house? And she says, who lives? <laughs> And I... that was a club <laughs> banger of a com of a comeback and like what the fuck do you mean, Judy? Like who lives? Like turn around and go back to your house, Jim. This conversation's over. Yeah. <laughs> she just said who lives. She's not the one. Oh, lives? Who even lives? What kind of a response is that? <laughs> what? That's a JD Salinger again. Yeah. It's like yeah. life, huh? <laughs> 
who lives yeah <laughs> what? that's that's so a that real writerly was in the zeitgeist at the time then because that's not yeah. it's not far removed from catcher yeah right? no. yeah absolutely huh. yeah God, I just love that line so much. Yeah, it's 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 so needlessly philosophical. There's a lot of well, yeah. who lives in this capitalist nightmare. Yeah, who the lives? Rest of that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, who lives it, in this economy? <laughs> what is the true meaning of Christmas according to this movie? What is the true meaning of Christmas according to Rebel Without a Cause? This this requires wow. us to know what this movie is saying about anything. <laughs> true, but let's try and figure this out. Yeah. Uh, spending it with the family you choose is going to be frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Because like, I like that though. Yeah. The chosen, especially that mansion scene that we all love. That's cr- the Christmasest thing. Mm-hmm. That's the warmest scene in this movie, right? <sighs> yeah. Like, there's not really a warmer scene. Except for like the very end after a child is murdered by the cops. But like, that's it not becomes yeah. incredibly surprisingly warm at the end of that. <laughs> Dude, the, the part where he fucking the parents both try to start saying something yeah. and then they're like, never mind. And then they just like comically stare into each other's eyes. Yeah, it's like a what? sitcom moment of like smiling and what it's just like, fuck oh that? man, I'm glad we're over this kid dying in yeah, front of us. Yeah, really <laughs> It's like, that thing oh. that just happened. <laughs> 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 Fucking so weird. Little musical um, sting and then everybody dances off set. <laughs> well, because, <laughs> because it, it, I kept thinking the whole time, the dad has that line at the beginning of the movie when James Dean is going off to school and he says, um, because, choose your what is yeah. it choose your friends carefully don't let them choose you is i think what yeah, you say. yeah something excuse me something like within that, that arena that. that's a good christmas yes however that's a christmas what it is kind of a power play it's kind of a power play and <laughs> also isn't he kind of wrong <laughs> yeah by the end Wait, because like he, about everything or about specifically about in specifically this that because he doesn't end up really choosing who any of his friends are they all kind of just sort of like start following him around when he starts doing things like he tries to talk to judy at the beginning and mm-hmm. then she's just yeah. like no shuts him down completely yeah and then it's only after buzz dies <laughs> because he's yeah. sort of trying to ingratiate himself with this huh. group of people mm-hmm. that you know goes horribly awry so he tries to choose his friends and, and it, it doesn't keeps work. going wrong yeah and then when people start following him and choose to have him as a friend that's when they are like loyal to him and they actually yeah. care about him it's actually like he never really gets agency. At no. first, he's just trying to like not have any. He's just like, I'm going to stay out of everything and just try to hit on this one person, yeah, Judy. <laughs> and yeah. then when that doesn't work, he kind of gets sucked into a thing and he's like, oh, I guess I have to knife fight. And then like, I guess I have to chicky run and I guess I have to do this. Like, that he, is kind of his vibe for the whole movie. He's like, yeah. oh, fuck, I can't not do it. Well, matter of <laughs> like, honor and all that. Yeah. Matter of honor. Matter oh of God. honor. <laughs> Dad, what would you do? I'm bleeding. I'm going to go on a chicky run. <laughs> yeah. Hey, after, Dad, after, try and tell oh. me that I should kill myself Jeez. to impress these other kids <laughs> as a matter of honor. But you and know, if you don't, you're weak. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? I'm going to strangle you because you didn't tell me not to do the thing I wanted. I hit you, Dad. Here's what he should have done to impress those kids. Oh, yeah? Do you, were you folks paying attention when he stormed out to go on that chicky run of what he did right before he went out that door? Uh, it's okay if you weren't, because it was weird. I feel like I do, and it was like I a split second, maybe a second did shot. He eat something? He did. He that apple cake that yeah. was for at foreshadowed. He cuts. He takes his right hand, picks up a knife, quickly within a second cuts a whole slice of cake. And picks it up with the same hand as he's going out the door. It is a 
feat of dexterity. <laughs> and I do not understand how he did it. Like, try. The next time you eat any cake, try to cut a piece with one hand with like what looked like a butter knife and then pick it up in the same motion with that hand and take a bite out of it as you're going out of a door. It was incredibly fast. We can watch it again just to like marvel. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, go, just go back to that part and just marvel. <laughs> just go frame by frame. It's so good. List of yeah, that's so what it is. That's, that's what it is. That's it's what like, got it's there. like Fred Astaire. It's like yeah. incredible feats of dexterity. And that's why Brad Pitt's always been working on his food work uh, on screen. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to be James Dean. <laughs> He's always trying to cut a cake and t- pick it up and eat it too. It just was so uncannily fast and it it looks paranormal <laughs> like right. i assume the you know eh, behind the curtain pre-cut. it was already cut is what i assume but like man it really looks weird <laughs> so that's what he should have done he should have yeah. been like everybody come over i'm a magician i'm gonna show you this fucking cool cake i'm gonna technique. show you this clip from the movie rebel with a cause that i was in and Excuse you me, are also without in. a cause Ooh. Well, now his class is cutting cake. I will say the title of this movie is very apt because he seems to be very rebellious and he never really seems to articulate why. No, yeah. he's just he's frustrated and he's in the middle of a lot of the stuff. So going coming back to Christmas. Right. That's uh, that's uh, what I'm trying to figure out. I do think that the true meaning of Christmas is maybe a cynical one. According to this movie, the true meaning of Christmas is Christmas is too confusing because there are too many things coming at you from all sides telling you what you're supposed to be. Because I think that that maybe is the point of this movie, is that it's frustrating to be a teen man for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And like there's a lot of people saying a bunch of stuff and they're hypocrites, but you're also a hypocrite and you're just trying to do the right thing. You're just trying to have honor, but it's not good to have honor sometimes. And how am I supposed to know? And why won't you tell me to not do what I'm supposed to do? And maybe that's kind of what Christmas feels like to me sometimes. (laughs) It's like there's too, what is it even? Extended family feels like that sometimes, I think, maybe more than Christmas. Yeah. But but I like that. I think there's something there. Yeah. There is that there's a there. lot of pressure from all sides that are prescribing what that holiday is supposed to be. And if the movie was doing that intentionally, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. brilliant. I just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and like all the teens in the movie seem to be rubbing up against something within the status quo because if you look at the adults in this movie they're all they're closest to what normal people act like on a day-to-day basis you know throughout this movie the interactions among the adults feel like yeah that seems true Mm -hmm. and the teens sound like they're from another planet yeah yeah like sociopaths as we yeah a lot they're they're all sociopaths yeah um and like they think it's fun for like thirty of them to get in one car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> the, what the fuck? They're Rebecca so blacking weird. it. Yeah, pretty uh, much. It really it's... was Rebecca Black. <laughs> like I feel like that is another. I'm gonna be kicking in the front seat, kicking in the back seat. Yeah, oh, gotta make my mind up. Which <laughs> seat can I take? I forgot how amazing that song it's, is. It's so inspirational. It's so inspirational. We've got the ones where uh, where it's hard because Christmas is hard. And a lot, of, a lot of pressure from all sides. You know, we got that. I like the chosen family. I think we can ex- milk that a little bit more, maybe. Just take a pluck a couple more fruits from that tree. <sighs> it's the you, it's like the listeners can't yeah. see the hand motions. The hand motions are what's making it. it upsetting. They can feel it. Okay. <laughs> You don't you don't listen to podcasts with the with the hand with uh, in 40x with hand motion yeah, technology with hand it's with just hand. A, it's technology is just called hand capital H N D and it's just uh, a hand that like you can see that's on the side of the TV that does hand motions 
that are appropriate on the, the side characters. of a TV when you watch your podcasts. Welcome to Contextual DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new flail. I'm like, nope, this isn't going anywhere. Welcome to Contextual it's a good, it's a good. It's a good way out. What What else, though? Is there, are there any presents in this movie? Are there any presents? Does anyone uh, give anyone a present? He does. Uh, he he says, finds that. Hey, gun. you want to see a monkey? And then he gives her back. Okay, the, what what happened to the monkey? What I actually kind of want to know what happened to that monkey. What monkey? The monkey at the beginning. The what monkey with monkey? the symbols. The symbol monkey. What? Oh, right. What the fuck? Like that's a that what seems like something that, that could be very symbolic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think it comes mm. back after that first scene. Yeah, beyond him like asking oh. if she wants to see a monkey. Yeah. So yeah. the monkey is like the what's in the case in Pulp Fiction. Like that's like the that of this movie. Yeah. It's like what does the How? monkey mean? <laughs> like it's, it's you a, can't just <laughs> say these things, David. No, it's the I monkey. don't know what to say the monkey won't do. Exactly. Oh. I don't know. That funky monkey. It's an Animaniacs song. Sorry. Is it? Sorry. So. Sorry. What is the monkey? Is the monkey Christmas? Could the monkey Christmas? Why the monkey Christmas? (laughs) What the monkey Christmas? All right. Exclamation. What the monkey Christmas is going on? What the monkey Christmas? (laughs) Honestly, that's something that the dad in A Christmas Story would say. Absolutely. Oh, it 100%. is. Also, Absolutely. that character feels like he could be in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but like in the background, like rubbing that leg or Monkey whatever. Christmas sounds does. like the TBS rewrite of a line that like someone saying motherfucker. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, monkey Christmas. <laughs> Yippee-I-K-A, monkey Christmas. That's what they should do. And then mm-hmm. therefore solidifying the debate mm-hmm. whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes, yes, yes. So if, a Mr. Falcon. If the monkey is Christmas, is that one of my struggles with Christmas is just like Halloween, where you think of a really good costume idea in November, and then you're like, oh, it's gonna be so awesome. I'm gonna be the funniest, everyone's gonna love me in October, and then you forget it by that time. One of my struggles with Christmas is having great gift ideas throughout the year but not buying them then and then it's december 24th and i'm yeah. like cool i didn't buy any gifts for the people that i love awesome i'm awesome <laughs> look at me go so maybe this is basically a one-to-one not a stretch at all what if the monkey represents something that you're like this is such a good idea oh my god but you're like a little drunk and you're like looking lovingly at the monkey and then it just kind of gets taken from you and you forget about it completely and by the end of the movie you're like i wish i had that monkey because maybe if if John if Plato had that monkey it would have caught the bullet. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> it's Hang the on. biggest stretch in the world. I'm so Hang sorry. Hang on a quick second. Christmas. He only sees the monkey when he's drunk. Mm. And then when he's sober the monkey's not there anymore. Is the monkey alcohol? Is the monkey joy <gasps> and then he can only feel joy, joy when he's drunk? <laughs> Is he an alcoholic? Joy. Is the monkey joy? Is the monkey joy? Could the monkey joy? Could the monkey can the monkey joy? What the monkey joy? Um, <laughs> also good. Also good. I uh huh. I wonder if maybe mayhaps the, the true meaning of Christmas according to Rebel Without a Cause is <laughs> get drunk. Yeah. It could be. That rummy eggnog. Yeah. The rummy eggnog. Uh, but it's also kind of nihilistic, too, at that point, because mm-hmm. it's just like, fucking Christmas is a lot. Just get drunk. <laughs> when you just, grow up, being drunk is the toy. Yeah. That's, that's the present yeah. we, can all, we can all enjoy. Uh, saying rummy eggnog make me think of another good Halloween costume that I'm going to employ next year, which is, of course, dressing up as the lead singer from Queen and drinking a bunch of rum and being rummy Malik. <laughs> uh 
what else? Yep. <laughs> Let's see. What, what, what else, else is what the else? classic? Else? Please, please, um, please, please, please. Have you seen this? Weird uh, that you didn't go with Mr. Robot since the lead singer for Queen is an actual person with a different name. Nah, yeah. it's no fun. Okay. It's better if it's confusing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's true. Said every comedian ever. It's, it's better, better if the joke is confusing. unclear. Yeah. And the audience doesn't really know what you're talking about. And it takes a sec. Yeah, yeah. it's a homer. It's a homer. <laughs> I so, do think the true meaning of Christmas is Christmas is hard. Christmas is, you can be cynical about it, so you should get drunk with a monkey, if mm-hmm. possible. <laughs> yeah. And, like, if people want to hang out with you, let them. Let them. Yeah. If people want to come yeah. to your Christmas party, just let them. It's, the dad's wrong about Christmas. Don't choose your Christmas friends. Let them choose you. Yeah. Because <laughs> they found him, and it was pretty nice. Sort of. Also, some people found him and they weren't nice, and a kid died. So, like, uh, two kids died. Yeah, two kids died. Two so kids died from like basically <laughs> oh. forcing themselves on into his life. Jeez, I yeah. don't understand. So maybe don't be James Dean. Just don't be James Dean. Well, uh, I mean, that's pretty easy mm, at this point. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm a hundred percent on that one. Yeah, <laughs> batting a thousand on the not being James Dean. Um, do you guys want to move on to another context? I do. All right. What What is a practical life lesson you could learn from this movie? Ooh, what is a practical life lesson you can learn from Rebel Without a Cause? Don't be James Dean. I mean, don't be James Dean is number one. <laughs> get drunk um, with a monkey. <laughs> get drunk with a no. monkey is also good. I would yeah. say, um, don't try to punch a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a. Well, he does kind of get away with it is the problem. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And I would not say that's always a practical life lesson. Sometimes no, maybe cops too. do need to be punched. Well. You heard it here first. Uh, you didn't. I don't know if I want. But it's true. I don't know if I want to be on the, I don't, you know what? <laughs> My name's Christian. Sometimes, sometimes a cop does a thing and you're like, yeah. not very rarely yeah. is it justified for a civilian to punch yeah. a cop it would be easier if comps would punch each other when mm, one of them does something mm, that yes. warrants yeah. the accountability structure yeah. should be in place but often isn't that's how power and works punch based i guess yeah well, and also punch based is not often you know the right way of going about right right, right. Very good about justice the rule of it's always okay to punch a nazi is no respecter of occupation so true they happen to be and a cop i guarantee that there there's, are cops. There's at least, there's at least yeah. a couple Nazi cops yep. in your police department right now. Yep. Listener. Listener. Uh, it's true. It has I mean, to be probably true. true. Yeah. yeah. So Especially in that that's case. That's where the KKK like, was, went yeah, to seriously, is exactly. law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, life oh, if you if you remove the threat of a gun, make sure you tell other people that you remove <laughs> that threat yes. Very good. before Very shots good. are fired. Yes. The whole point. <laughs> Yep. He's not actually a threat anymore, but of course you didn't want to tell him, yep. but like once you go out and you see that the situation is less than completely chill, mm-hmm. in fact, pretty hostile, mm-hmm. I would be like, bullets are here. Here are bullets. I throw them on the ground in front of you. There are no bullets in this gun. Put your hands on your head, John. Like, let's... let's erase yeah, what is get happening. Get out of here safe. He never did <sighs> check the chamber, so there's a That's possibility the there is one more bullet left in that gun. There could be a shot in there. Yeah. Uh, how about this? If you are... Uh, this can actually apply to any driving situation, but okay. most especially if you're driving towards the edge of a cliff with the intention <laughs> of jumping out before your car so goes off. Used, if you are oh, in a chicky run. Case. If you're in a chicky run. Please use the thing we all know. I apologize. What it means. Yeah. Yeah. The, the society has agreed that this is referred to as a chicky run and I, should really, I should really respect that. Yeah, it's a manly run. practice, so please respect <laughs> the oh. chicky run. <laughs> Quick question. Uh, yeah? Would the Mel Gibson movie yeah. Chicken <laughs> Run be 
more profitable if it was called Chicky Run, yes or no? Yes. Uh, Not stop, better or worse, but more profitable. Stop motion's still pretty expensive. But yeah, the word Chicky yeah. gets butts in seats. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Chick why why don't more movies call themselves <laughs> with put Chicky in the title? Yeah, yeah. Chicky. Chicky. Why not? Chicky Little. Million Dollar Chicky. More money. More problems. <laughs> um, so, For this chicken. <laughs> so what you were saying is when you are driving on a when chicky When you're driving run, on a chicky run or do? just in general, make mm-hmm. sure that your sleeve isn't caught in the door handle. Ooh, good. Yeah. Good check to do. Because there is just like a chicky. any number of situations when you're driving where having your sleeve caught in a door handle is going to go badly. I mean, most. When is it good? Yeah, it's never. never good. It's always either neutral or very bad. True. Yeah. Yeah. Either you don't notice it until you're yeah. out of the car safely. You're getting out of the car safely, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, that could have been bad." Yeah. Or it's bad. Or it is you, bad. <laughs> that's it. Because it was. It's always a bad choice. <laughs> Never do it. Always checky before you checky. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Oh, and, uh, and always rub dirt on your hands before driving. Yeah. Yes. Mm, let's see. Okay, so always get dirty before you get hurty. And always get chicky before you get checky. Always checky no, before, always you checky checky. before you checky and get dirty before you hurty. Yep. Mm-hmm. These are good. These yeah. are very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. These will be stitched on my pillows in my home mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow. As as references to Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, everyone, everyone will get, get it. it. I'll sell it on Etsy. Yeah. I'll become a millionaire like mm. all Etsy stores. Mm. Um, that's the way. That's the way. Practical life lessons from Practical. Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel Without a Cause. Have uh, a cause. Yeah, find a cause. <laughs> Having a cause is probably pretty good. Have a cause, yeah. actually. Be a rebel for that. Yeah. Like, with, be with a, one of those. If you're gonna be a rebel, do it for, like, a thing. Yeah. Don't just, like, be a phony. The closest any character in this movie has to a cause is Ray, the yes. detective who is, like, yep. trying to help these kids. He's yep. a very distinct cause. Yeah, he is a. Everyone else, he's a square like with a cause. <laughs> Everyone he's else the is opposite. just like moseying along life. Yeah, nothing. Oh man, just putt putting. Just putt putting. They're mm-hmm. all just putt putting. And Ray is Kicks. he's he's swinging that five iron, baby. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is putt putting. Your <laughs> golf knowledge has far exceeded my own, as it always does. I'm a That's golf chubby. boy. See. I'm a golf boy, baby. baby. That classic Kid Rock song. <laughs> yep. It's probably come up at least once in his life. Kid Rock has golfed. I guarantee it. Oh, 100%. Um, Maybe he even loves it. Now no. I want to see him golf. I'm like weirdly obsessed with <laughs> I seeing wonder, Kid Yeah, Rock he's golf. got like a membership at Top, top Golf. Does yeah. Top Golf have memberships? I don't care. I don't uh, he's probably golfed with Trump. Oof. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> That, I hate that. That took a lot of that took a lot of wind out of my oh, sails. Yeah. I feel like I need to go to bed um, and not have a dream. <laughs> you ever go to bed and you're like, you ever go to bed no and you're like, dreams, I don't want to no dream. Dreams, no, that's dreams. when you're guaranteed to get one. I know it's weird, right? Yeah. Like Kid Rock's in there and he's like, I'm a dream boy, baby. <laughs> and then he and Donald Trump kiss. For some reason, I did. Speaking of dreams, I had a lot of flashbacks to dreams that I've had while watching this movie. <laughs> Because I have been having a lot of dreams lately that are school-based, that are almost entirely me having. S- it's the first day of classes, and I don't remember what classes I signed up for. <laughs> and you when, accidentally walk on the when they are or where they are, uh, and so I have to find my schedule, but I can't. Oh, I hate that. Uh, and or it's 
near the end of a semester and I find out there's a class that I yep. forgot that I was signed up for mm-hmm. and haven't been going to. I have that dream weekly. I hate it so much. It's, it I've is had always stressful. A few times in the last year, <sighs> and I don't understand what why. It's very That's got to be some kind of anxiety thing. Oh, but like, absolutely. What the hell yeah. is our brains doing? Yeah. What the hell is our brains doing? Is the monkey joy? <laughs> is the monkey joy? Is the monkey my brain? What the monkey Christmas? What the monkey Christmas joy? What the monkey Christmas joy? That would the cookies. movie Joy have been more profitable <laughs> <laughs> if it was called it was What called the Monkey Christmas Joy? What the Chicky Christmas? <laughs> what the Chicky Christmas? Um, I. What are some other practical life lessons from Rebel Without a Cause? Uh, like I don't don't like. There's there's got to be something in general about that kind of final scene where they're in that mansion and people think there's a lot of misguided shooting that happens yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. And like, I just feel like everybody freaked out way too much yeah, and got way too violent way too quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think a practical life lesson is like just ban guns. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like for society. But then in a more specific sense, be very clear and announce yourself when you have a gun or don't have one and whether people do or not because like, or who you are when you're going into a place just when guns are involved, be as Just careful like so as humanly careful. possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. ask a lot of questions. I do think that the the police person that was shooting up into the air multiple times was a good example of being very cautious. Like. No matter, they were just like giving warning shots, like not even shooting nearby. They were just mm-hmm. like. Although, pew, let's pew. consider. Let's remember. Yeah. Bullets don't stop. Those bullets went somewhere. Yeah. You're right. They went. There's some alien died. No, for I'm saying sins. like yeah, no, they, they, they people shoot in the yeah, air and get killed they all go. the time. They go, not all the time, but it yeah. has happened yeah. many times. One out of every three people gets killed by a bullet <laughs> that gets shot in the air. Look to your left, look to your right. It's one just, person is dead. <laughs> it's now, like right I, I recently watched a video of someone shooting a gun in the air in celebration at a party, and then the bullet, after like a bit, no. comes back down and sh- shoots through his foot. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's what happened. To the monkey. To the monkey. <laughs> it got shot I by the like bullets. terminal velocity would have. Yeah, right. Well, because it, it, like, it stops, and then it, if you're shooting straight up, mm-hmm. it's going to come back down. And then when it right. like, yeah. and then it speeds up enough. Oh, wow. Gravity. I don't fucking know, man. So I'm I would, not a yeah, I just would have thought that it wouldn't have been allowed to reach that speed coming back down. But So maybe practical life understand. lesson, yeah. don't shoot guns at all, yeah, especially just don't shoot air. your gun. Honestly, just don't. also, uh, if there's miners in the home, lock up your fucking guns. Yes. You say don't, yeah, don't just hide and just it in under general. a pillow. Yeah, just in general, lock up your guns, but especially God if there's a miner in the home. <laughs> I really thought this was an anti-coal miners rant <laughs> that you were going on. I don't know why I thought that's the miner you meant, but I was like, why do you have mine some, is like, not miners. Yeah, it's like why do you have what do you have against miners? Why can't it, they have guns? Yeah, why can't they if everyone else can? What are they gonna do? <laughs> yeah, she's your classist. Yeah, well, classist. If you're, <laughs> if you're if you're holding a gun in your coffin all the time, it's a risk. Mm, yeah, that's true. So and you can't. I am always hanging up my coffin with a gun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, here's a good practical life Here lesson. It although it's probably the hardest one to learn from this movie, Uh-oh. and it's that cake cutting technique that David was talking about <laughs> earlier. If you can watch figure out, just watch it frame by frame and try and just copy every movie does, and then you'll get that cake that cake scooping technique, mm-hmm. and you're gonna look 
you're going to dazzle your that friends. Just, yeah, drives your friends wild. This is going to drive your parents crazy. up the wall and amaze your friends with yeah. this secret cake cutting technique only Donald Trump knows. Professional cake cutters hate him. Look here to find out why. Wow. Um, that is, that's a good one. That's a practical life lesson. So practical. Um, <sighs> Just like, I don't know, like be, have some emotional responses to people dying. Yeah, that's nice. a, actually a good one. Yeah. That's not necessarily a lesson that this movie is providing. It's just a thing, a PSA that I would like to yeah. present to the world. That yeah. like, give it time and space. Like that was your friend. Right. That, mm-hmm. Or at least a person that right. you knew. The only person that seems like they really have a response to it is Jim. He like right. yells about it. He's like, this happened. And in that scene is, it's funny, one of the, reasons that it made it feel even more like james dean is 24 (laughs) was that the way he said some kids died tonight sounded like the way a dad says some kids died tonight. because kids don't call each other kids but in that way maybe they did in In the 1950s she did unless because of all his moving and everything he's a super senior uh see that did cross my mind would be kind of interesting and i like that read especially if they're like afraid to say his age because they really didn't they were like this is a minor you can't do this. You're underage. That sure makes but, his uh, relationship with Judy a lot more dicey. Uh-oh. Was she's an 18-year-old senior? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe don't she's know. a super Who senior, knows? too. They, they never said that she's a senior. There was a junior and senior field trip, so they're either juniors uh-huh. or seniors. Nice. We'll say they're both seniors, and they're both 19. Sure. Ta-da. They're both 19. Yeah. And Johnny, I mean, John did look up to both of them. True. In a way, he like did, he kind of yeah. saw her as a mother figure. Yeah, it got uh, kind of yeah. kind of weird. <laughs> um, I would say in general, just like also, I think maybe the real practical life lesson of this movie is like, don't be mean to people when they don't fit what you think they're supposed to be. Right, just don't be yeah. mean to people. Well, that too. Because yes, like everyone absolutely. in this movie who yeah. bullies somebody else either dies or gets in trouble or gets shot. Mm-hmm. Or like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Like, they that's all very practical. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't like uh, it doesn't work out for any of them except no. Judy, and she yeah. is the only one who apologizes. And she's pretty repentant. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. she's like, listen, I'm 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 not myself when I'm with those kids. Yeah, don't I'm, don't. In fact, I'm don't, very different. Uh, <laughs> don't take anything I say when I'm around the, those kids seriously or yeah. something like that. It's like, like what are you? Then don't say it. What are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah. You know, you have control over your up. actions, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which, again, is the, like, that fits into the posturing theme of this movie, which I do right. feel like is a, it's text, if there is one. Is but that. it's also, like, it's also so contradictory in some areas. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. sometimes the posturing is the right thing to do. Exactly. Which is why it's so frustrating to yeah. Jim. I think that, that really works, which yeah. is a part of why communication, above all, is important. I think Ray yeah. is the best example of practical communication. Yep. He, he is honest. He gives people time to vent. He asks questions. Therapy. He suggests therapy. Yep. Go Psychotherapy to is a good practical life lesson for yes. this movie. Go to it. Go to Go it. Get it. Shrink that head. <laughs> shrink that head. <laughs> Grow your head too big. Then shrink it back down. I am a therapist. This how go. Grow your hair too big. Grow your hair too big. <laughs> shrink it back down. Shrink it back down. Shrink it back down. Shrink it back down. Shrink it back down now. Shrink it back down. Shrink it back down now. Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cotton does shrink. So that makes, <laughs> yeah. some, that makes sense. <laughs> there it is. No, that's it. That's the explanation for why I said that. <laughs> 
thank you for helping me. Just retroactively giving you an out. I was on a joke Titanic and I was gone <laughs> and you lifeboated me out of there and that was very nice. You're thank welcome. you so much. You're welcome. Uh, I will say that I, I don't know how this is going to apply, but that was a sweet uh, moment with him and his dad after Plato gets shot where yeah. he's just like helping him up and he's like, I'll stand up with you. Like that's actually yeah. like a really sweet. That was really that nice. Was. Yeah, and he was, was like, good. I'll be as strong as you need me to be. Yeah. And I really like that line. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's, that's nice. And that really encompasses his dad. Yeah. As a, a alone. He's kind of like, his dad and his mom have a weird relationship. Yeah. Seems like a bad marriage. Yeah, bad marriage. Seems, yeah. Out. Seems like things are a little toxic. Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah, that's another one. Maybe call it. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're in a relationship like that, like, it's okay yeah. to be like, don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe I'm out of here, actually. Yeah. Like, maybe this isn't good for either of us, especially me. But then the movie also contradicts that because <laughs> fucking Plato's whole parenting yeah, relationship is so mm-hmm. divided and that, like, and he is very fucked up. Yeah. So it's like, does it, I don't yeah. know, this movie yeah, is like point. all over There's the place lot. with it's, stuff like that. There yeah. aren't a ton of practical life lessons to be learned from Rebel. I mean, there are a lot of practical life lessons. Not all of them are good. That's actually, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, if you're in a knife fight, just pick up the knife instead of like backing away from the person with the knife the whole time. I don't know. Yeah. Or like knife fights are better than gunfights. Nobody fights, died in the knife nobody fight. Nobody died in the knife fight. That's mm-hmm. true. They also, can. They absolutely can. But, but like- also, like, if someone wants you to knife fight, you don't have to. He like, was kind of trying to opt out. I he mean, was trying to opt out, and then he kind of, like, gave yeah, in. Did, but, like, called him a chicken. Bit. Yeah, but that's he the like thing. That, is yeah. like, if someone calls you a chicken, just fucking get over just it. Be like, just be like, yeah, walk I am a chicken. Away. Yeah, just be an adult. Yeah. Throw <laughs> like, yourself into a deep fryer. Get delicious. <laughs> let someone eat you. Yeah, exactly. In sandwich form. It's really big. Practical. Practical life lesson. <laughs> get fried. Get fried, Bre- baby. Bread yourself. Fry yourself. Get it. Pickle brine chicken me. Yes. Nope. Yeah. That's Pickle not... brine chicken mine. <laughs> it's <laughs> close, but it's not the same. Pickle close. brine my thigh? Mm. Yeah. I'll pickle brine your chicken thigh. Do we have any other practical life lessons that we can think of from the film Rebel Without a Cause? Or just any other general thoughts about Rebel Without a Cause that we haven't mm-hmm. we haven't covered? Because, you know, this is stuff in this movie. I mean, we we mentioned uh, offhand that Dennis Hopper was in this. This is one mm-hmm. of his first movies. He was, who was he? He I was Goon. He was Goon. He was I, the like, blonde, looked for him, and I was like, blonde, I can't tell He was the blonde who, okay. kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, of the three bullies that were tra- yeah. tracking him. Cool. Yeah. Got those That's big fun. eyes. You Dennis can, Hopper. Can spot, what a spot him that way. Boy. Yeah. Well, and, like, the thing I've watched of him most is this Twilight Zone episode, which is, like, just a few years removed from that, so it was easy to- Oh, weird. Yeah. I wish He's I could say good. this wasn't true, but the thing I've watched most with Dennis Hopper in it is Super Mario Bros. Yeah, the movie. Fuck. I know that's true. I was hoping you were going to say Waterworld because that's the thing I've oh, watched the most. That's with amazing. I think He's the villain this, in that if, movie. This is a game. You win. Yeah. <laughs> or lose. I mean, like, that's the longest path. of the whoever three wins, we lose. Sure. Uh, oh, yeah, so true. Waterworld, Waterworld, Waterworld versus Super Mario Bros. Whoever wins, we lose yeah. is the truest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> that's the 90s movie uh, truism uh, that we should all take away from this event. Man, a double feature of those movies is lethal. Yeah. Like, lethal. that kills. So we should do it. We should try. We should try. We, it's a challenge. Sitting it's through Waterworld on its own is so fucking difficult. That alone, and then you have to Mario Bros. after it. <sighs> or do you Mario... I feel like you got a Mario Bros. before. Maybe middle. Maybe it's an intermission. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, maybe. And then you have to come back to Waterworld <laughs> and try to remember what the fuck has been going like, on. What's even happening in this movie? He's drinking his own pee again. What's God, we started it at the beginning again. Mario Bros. before Waterhose. <laughs> <laughs> 
you take that back. Kevin Costner is a beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> he is a hoe. Yeah. He is a water hoe. He is. Hey, Rune. He not. drinks his own pee. He does drink his own pee. That's a water hoe if I've ever seen one, if that means anything. It doesn't. I feel bad saying that word. It's okay. Pee? <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin. No. <laughs> We need to talk about that. All word. right, all right, guys. All right, I think we. I think there what we've is. decided there here is. is that we have nothing else to say about Rebel Without a Cause. No, I wish he did. I wish he had one. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that would be nice. Um, <laughs> folks, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you so much for recording this with me, mm. for having watched this film, this classic, classic film. Mm. Uh, we will be back again soon. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Matthew, do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, I am at mbonbon on Twitter. Uh, political retweets, puppy retweets. It's been a week. Um, it's been quite a week. Yeah, which will be last week when you hear this. Yep. Um, but uh, in terms of my pop culture parting gift that I would give, um, we just rewatched uh, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit last night on Disney Plus, and they have that streaming in 4K. Um. But that's just a fun movie to revisit. That movie rules. The movie rules. It's so good. It, it, it so if owns. You, if you haven't watched that in a while or ever, check it out. It's mm. it's worth your time. It's a good time. I do. The villain mm. confrontation at the end is a little. It's a little over the top. Oh, for sure. And it some of the effects from it are like, woof. But well, for but the they, time, I mean, it's for the super time, incredible. The effects actually blow me away. Yeah. Even now, like. The interaction of animated characters with physical objects is better than I see in a lot of modern movies. That, oh, absolutely! Like, have that hybrid. It's there are lots of ways good. to. Yeah, there are lots of great moments in that movie where you just watch. I I just tried as hard as I could to focus on the physical objects and the actual people mm-hmm. in the shot, mm-hmm. and, and like watching them act around nothing. Yeah, and doing it so well for yeah. a time before like compu- CGI was big and things like that, and, and doing it with like. This really incredible animation yep. uh, on top of it. It's a really, it's a really fantastic piece of technical achievement and just a fun movie. Even just the way like one of the animated characters splashes water on somebody, mm. like mm-hmm. the amount of splash matches perfectly with like the size of their hand and everything. It's it's insane. And we randomly mm. caught at one point that one of the weasels has like a real gun. Yeah, like <laughs> for some reason there's just a gun in the physical scene <sighs> that one of the cartoon weasels is holding. <gasps> yeah, and so it just like blends together in this really weird, seamless kind of way. And then later, of course, he has a cartoon gun. Yeah, uh, and it's wow. it, it's it's so fascinating the way they sort of blur those lines together. Yeah. Um, it's worth, uh, yeah, worth the watch yeah, it, 100% and one nice. of my favorite Bob Hoskins performances so for good sure. he is great in that movie he's great um, what a treasure oh and you know what we figured out mm. after looking up who was who voiced Roger Rabbit it was who voiced Roger Rabbit the guy in Zodiac who tries <gasps> to get Jake Gyllenhaal to go into the basement with him <gasps> to show him all what? those old movies those movies posted. that guy that guy yeah. that guy that guy was the voice of oh Roger my God. Rabbit. That's weird. It's very yeah. weird. <laughs> it's very, it's very wow. upsetting, actually. That, yeah, that kind of, that's freaky. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> that was Roger. Uh, David, do you have anything you would like to plug? I got two things, baby. Ooh. And I bet you know what they are. I probably do. They are my big booty and my little booty. <laughs> JK. Two I got booties. Two booties for two tooties. I got two podcasts that I'm on. One of them is called The Fable well, Forge. Got three podcasts. I've got three podcasts that I'm on. One of them is called Contextual Deviance. <laughs> you can check it out at Contextual Deviance. <laughs> or oh, I should listen to the end roll more so I could have quoted that right now. Um, 
They are called The Fable Forge and Hypothetic Cast. One is about D&D and one is about hypothetical questions. And I'll leave you to figure out which one is which. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha Is the Hypothetic Cast back? Back up, baby. Oh, wow. And we're, uh, we're doing four episodes a month. Each one of them is about a half hour instead nice. of doing an hour long and a little one. So our format's kind of changed. She's great. Yeah. Baby's cool. Uh, good, good. And uh, baby's really funny. The baby's on the show every baby, week. I was going to say yeah, baby's a guest on the show. Now. Yeah, honestly, the funniest one of us. Yeah, <laughs> just cutting up, just poops. Yeah, and we record it. <laughs> it's a half hour of baby farts and poops. Half hour baby farts and poops. <laughs> what a show! What a show! People come from far and wide. Anyway, those are my things. <laughs> Great. What do you have to plug, Christian? Oh, uh, well, check out. Uh, Search for my playlists on Spotify. My name on there is Audio Suede, A-U-D-I-O-S-U-E-D-E. It's, uh, I make a lot of fucking playlists, and so if you've got a Spotify account and you're just looking for some stuff, I am constantly listening to new music as much as I possibly can. My best of 2019 playlist, I realized this week, was up to 147 tracks out of 100. And my to listen uh, playlist of albums from 2019 is up to 192. <laughs> so I won't be able to get through all of those. But you know that if you look through my stuff, you're going to find at least something you've never heard before. Oh, that is my guarantee to you, my friends. That's absolutely true. I co-sign checking that out. It's yeah, very, totally. very good. It's it's something I spend way too much of my free time doing and well, I need you, a job. If anyone has a very, job for me. <laughs> you're very good at it, though. Oh, thank you. It is a talent. Um, yeah, th- I'd so like to plug my available. Availability for hire. I would like. Yes, I do. I, I do fundraising for development nonprofit jobs. Please yeah. give me job. Please, thank you. <laughs> and finally, after all of that, uh, folks, thank you again so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show at all, you know, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Gmail. All the stuffs in the sort of end end roll here. But if you get a chance, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast that has a review function. I know not every place that has podcasts does. Spotify doesn't. But if you are listening to us on Spotify or have listened to us on Spotify, maybe try, maybe try, maybe please <laughs> follow us, try like on, follow our us. show on, on Spotify <laughs> um, so that you'll get updates every time we have a new episode. And also it sort of shows that there are people listening uh, and uh, gets those algorithms working a little bit more in our it does, favor. It does. Uh, in the meantime, I think the only thing left to ask, and it's it's something that I've been told in a dream that I have to ask you, or else the world will explode. Hmm. So I better do it. David, did you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? A chestnut smiles. The credible conduct before your drum. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis's own The Bad Man for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. And have a nice day. Have a nice day!